everyone. Welcome to the Bible Belt Bros podcast. Today on the show is not about fantasy football. What? And everybody goes crazy. This is boring. I'm going home. <laughs> Actually, we do have one of our best bros or bros or I don't know where you'd classify you in the rankings of our bros. But I consider you guys best bros. So if you don't put me in best he's bros, definitely that's a, offensive. He's definitely a best bro. <laughs> Your guys, you are guys I text. Stupid okay. things, too. Stupid things. Yes. <laughs> stupid things. M- many memes have been texted. Finding something mm. stupid. Mm. I got a Williams text. Yeah. <laughs> so William is an entrepreneur. He is the founder of the podcast Digital Marketing Lab. Yep. And uh, I have been a guest on that podcast. So if you want to hear a good one, just skip to that podcast. And Andrew, then, have you been a guest on that podcast? I have not. Huh. I've invited you. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you invited me through Dusty, and Dusty didn't give me the... No, remember I said, hey, I want you to come on and talk about being a successful home salesman. Let me uh, pull up our text. Andrew has what they this. call uh, short-term memory loss uh, due remember? to his time in Afghanistan, and therefore, I even have to remind him... I have not followed up on it. Okay. But I did throw you an invite. All right, I will have to look at this. I have to remind Andrew that we have a podcast about every week. Like, he hey, does. that's incredible. You're the one that set Tuesday as the day to record the fantasy football podcast, yet I'm still having to remind you Monday night <laughs> that you were wow. coming over. I made him remind me, thir- well, he reminded me 45 minutes early this morning. I think that's actually Fortnite brain. No. <laughs> when I game a lot, my mind just goes to I, crumble. I, don't, I haven't played Fortnite in about two weeks, so you can't say that. What? I don't. I'm about Fortnite the same. I, ha- I haven't played Fortnite since the last time Carson was here. Yeah. So. You guys bought the new, uh, the new game, the Red. Call of Duty? No, Red Dead Redemption? No. I have not gotten that game no. yet. I don't like to just throw my money away like that. Huh. I work too hard for it, so <laughs> I don't. By the way, I, I just scrolled through. I don't know how many, and I didn't see the invite. Huh. Do you remember me asking him? I don't. I remember you asking me, but it was like the day <laughs> of. You want, you're like, bro, I'm already at the church. Come over real quick and do a podcast. <laughs> so, so anyways, what, what is your podcast about for those who are listening? So the Digital Marketing Lab is a leadership podcast. We talk about all things IT. We talk th- about search engine optimization, web development, being leaders, being business owners, and then just uh, the whole journey. We interview a lot of business owners, business planners. We interview people that are good at what they do. Oh, thanks. And that's about it. It's a uh, ten to fifteen minutes. It's a real uh, short one, and um, we stick to the point, unlike other podcasts. But that's about it. And I kind of like the the. Wait, length. what are you insinuating, William? <laughs> I kind of like the length of your podcast, as far as it's not overly explaining things, you know, because you also have a business that helps people with those things. Mm-hmm. So you're just explaining so it's, the need. It's short. For it. He likes it short. Huh? That's what he's saying. You know, it's all about the motion in the ocean, Andrew. As long as that, as long as his content is good, his his podcast is good. It doesn't have to be very long. Like he can go forty five minutes. No, no, it's all about that quickie. Where am I right now? He's a quickie. He's a quickie podcast. Get in, get done, get out. <laughs> so, William, you're an entrepreneur. I've I've know you from. Uh, before the Digital Marketing Lab, you've had uh, many other... Hats. 
hat side mm-hmm. projects, gigs. I mean, you've yeah. you've uh, hosted uh, car shows and planned car shows. You have a snow cone stand that's really highly successful in this area. You have your your website hosting, yeah. uh, your content creating with Photoshop and you know all that kind of stuff. So, what do you do? So I look at myself as a um, a business coach. And, and I also look at myself as somebody that leverages search. But how did I get there? I got there through the same journey that you guys went through. I had to um, – <clears throat> I first got a degree in business, and then I went into teaching. And at, I went into teaching because I was a musician, and I wasn't making any money. I made a bunch of albums, put them on iTunes. And so all along I was trying to be a business owner and um, had one foot in though. And so my, so a lot of times you've seen me multiple hats. It's me having a foot in different places. And so eventually I was able to put two feet into Harper's Hut Shaved Ice. And then I was able to put two feet into uh, my agency, Nozak Consulting. And so what do I do? I own a, a shaved ice stand um, in six locations, and most of them just pay me rent. Uh, but what I do... 24 7 365 because that is a seasonal business for the most part it's only about nine months out of the year i um i run an agency and so we build websites for businesses that are new and existing smbs and enterprises and so mostly uh, we've worked for people that are doing 200 to 300,000 a year typically our products a little bit too expensive for that um we, we do try to work with that because we have a heart for those individuals um, but usually we're working with businesses that are in the one to ten million a year, and um, and we're creating websites, web presences, PPC campaigns, and we're leveraging search, Google being Yahoo, and that's what we do all day long. We I've got a team of four, I've got myself an SEO um, analyst, I've got a web developer, I've got a graphic designer, and I've got an SEO copywriter, and we all train together and we all grow together. Um, rarely will you see an individual beat a team. And in this case, this team that I have is growing to be quite powerful and, um, and the contracts just keep rolling in and they, um, and they get more fun as we go. And, and that's where I'm at now. Has it always been success for you? Has it been ups and downs? Like what is the life of an entrepreneur like? So I think when you ask that question, it really depends upon your own paradigm. And so I am a glass um, half full type of guy. Oftentimes a glass is uh, full, even in bad situations, I'm looking for a full glass. And so I've, uh, tried to stylize my life, um, after the toy maker. I grew up in, in Tulsa where they talked about the toy maker's dream. And, um, and so I've tried to model my life. If I just be a creator and create things, a lot of times those things, they'll have some success and then they'll fail or they'll have great success and then they have more success. And so what I've found is if I've modeled everything that I'm doing and I continually create, there's always been green fields in front of me. Yes, it's a two steps forward, one step back type of approach. But what I find is if I model my life like a, a creator I've always found success, and I've always been able to grow, learn, find new people, and use those new parts and um, that new 
designing technique and my own models to, uh, you know, refine my processes and my strategy and get better and meet new people. And, and that also aligns with America. We're, we're grown as uh, entrepreneurs. You know, the best life here is create jobs. And so the, I've lined myself up with A because I believe there's a creator. I've lined myself up with the toy maker. And I'm also doubly aligned with our culture. Our culture is built for people to build successful businesses. So I feel like I've got two trump cards in my hand. Has it been a straight line? No. I I believe most I know people that have straight straight lines to success. I have been a sailboat tacking. I've had to tack to my success and I actually wanted it that I would have wanted it that way. I wouldn't look back and say I want the straight line. This tacking that I've had in my life has been very very fruitful and it's helped me develop as a as a man. Is it one of those things that like sucks while you're in it, the the tacking, or and then looking back now, you kind of seen how you grew up. Because for me, that's that's kind of how like I started a business with zero experience of business and zero experience in my basement. Yeah, in Andrew's basement because I was basically homeless and he had to like help me. I had no experience. I was always a reserved person, but now I had to become this you know, salesperson. I had to have conversations that I was uncomfortable with to try to get people's business. And, uh, I, I look back now and as, as hard as that was, and as many hours as I put into that, I look back now and like, wow, I'm a completely different person because of that experience. And I probably wouldn't have recognized a success in the hard work if I didn't have that experience to come along with it. I think that there are parts along the way that are more painful. Um, and what I find is the most painful parts are attached to the parts that have the least cash flow. And so I think when you have more cash flow, the pain gets a little bit, uh, it, it gets yeah more bearable. <laughs> and, um, luckily for me, I, I had a spouse when I finally did jump, I had a spouse that worked. And so that, um, me that too. made the jump palatable. That made it where we could pay our baseline of bills, um, continue our lifestyle, whereas I could reinvest and grow the business. And it took, I mean, Harper's Hut that whole time uh, from 2014 when I jumped out of education and I was working two jobs, making 70000 a year, Monday through Friday, 8 to 3, uh, free dental, cheap insurance, did not have Obamacare. I don't even know what that is. And so, um, and so I had a good life, but I had an MBA. So I knew I was teaching people, but I was teaching the wrong people. I took all those skills. I, I, um, took them and then I developed Harper's Hut. That whole time it was painful because even though we were cash flowing and it all made sense, it wasn't enough to really, you know, offset the bills and put my wife's, you know, stop using my wife's money to set our life up. Mm-hmm. And so I think the the painful parts are more attached to a really bad learning experiences, really bad models, models that don't have the ability to scale or cash flow. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm not talking about scaling to millions. You don't have to scale to millions to be successful. But as soon as you have cash flow to make it more make sense and you've got your your hierarchy of needs met, your bills are paid, you know, you've got food on the table, you've got money to help yourself and help others. I think that pinch becomes a, a lot easier for me when I've had cash flow. Uh, the pinch didn't matter. So in those tough times, pinch times, how would you cope? How did you get along? I had to encourage my wife a lot, like that it was going to work out, that it was, everything was moving in the right direction. Encourage 
or lie? Um, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. No, because I did see – I saw a clear path. And, um, and so I just needed – you need those people to be bought in. And so while my wife and my dad, before I ever jumped into Harper's Hut, I got both of their blessing, and they both said, do it. We're back. We're going to back you. You guys have seen my dad. He's rebuilt, built the buildings, rebuilt the buildings, fixed the buildings, improved the buildings. You've seen how invested he's been in, in my um, business. Same thing with my wife. Watching, you know, after I started my business, the very next year we had a child, and then a year later we had another child. And so no longer could I work. My snow cone stand from 12 to 9 and leave my wife to watch our kid from 4 to 9, that was just going to ruin my marriage. And so that was not a fair ask. And so you don't ever want people to carry more rocks than they're built to carry. And so if I put that rock on her, that would just not work out for anybody. And so I've had to um, do some some salesmanship, some convincing, and also show proof. And also I've got the degrees. I've got the people around me that see my work ethic, see how hard I'm working at it, see how convinced I myself am. All of that has made it easier. And then, um, you know, I think that's all been my soup. Everyone's soup is probably a little bit different, but the people I've surrounded myself are a part of it. And, and, I think it's a big combination of things. I've been very blessed to have a lot of good mentorship, a lot of good friends. And I'm not out horsing around. I'm not out drinking at the bar at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I, I do love drinking, but I'm not out wasting my time. So my wife understands that my uh, obligations are family first, grow this business like I set out to do, and then I've I've had her encouragement and her backing. She's not seeing you out there just having all the fun of the business. She acts and... like sometimes I am all, you know, I, <laughs> I work downtown 36 degrees North. I've got some teammates down there too. I have a blogger that's located in the UK and we talk on the internet all the time, every day. And so I have a decentralized model, but I ride scooters every day. And so she has been getting on to me lately for having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Those new Lime scooters. I ride them every day. I, I've seen your pictures every day. <laughs> Tulsa just Fine. came out with, these rentable scooters, uh-huh, rentable scooters for downtown and, yeah. and people are going crazy. I was going to so. bring those to Sand Springs. Somebody said they would never work. And then they were there. Well, you know, there's more than one company that does that, right? Yeah, you can invest another. in another company and bring I was actually wasn't going to do scooters. I was going to do... Uh, the bikes? Yeah. yeah. The bikes break down a lot more. I actually We're not trying to start a myself. business right now, Andrew. Yeah, you are. Want to do it? <laughs> I'm Matt I'm, I'm game. Is this a handshake agreement? <laughs> <laughs> Just a verbal. This is verbal, yeah. yeah. Just a nod. So let's move back into to business because the reason I brought you here is your faith is one of the things that, that guides you. One of the things that kind of, like you said, uh, you're, you're, you're creating. One of the reasons is because you have a creator. And I think that we're all kind of built to create. It, it looks differently. So question number one, do you think owning a business and running a business, can that be somewhat of an act of worship? I think a- anything can be an act of worship. Playing Fortnite <clears throat> and getting really good at it is worshiping Fortnite. Um, well, no. okay, so. But if you're making money to support your family... Not even that. So here's what I do. <laughs> I'm going to actually go off on that just a little. God. So I did, you know, I, I have the 1,200 viewers or followers on Fortnite. Number drop. Go ahead, plug yourself. There we go. Uh, I don't play Fortnite as much anymore, and so and I don't stream as much, but I was a positive 
player. So I did use my worship with God to influence others as a positive person um, and give them an alternative rather than go and watch, say, someone like Myth who is always cussing. Always cussing, always negative, always trolling. You know, there's just a lot of... So your interaction with the community was a positive. Yeah, so I think that's huge. I I think that's huge. I chose not to. I could have monetized my stream. I chose not to monetize my stream because I don't want people to feel obligated to pay me or to give me money. But you're monetizing it right now. What I'm are you not, asking for? I'm not asking for money because I we won't get money on this podcast. I'm not putting. You know that, right? I'm not, not putting paid right now. A v- I'm not. Wait, what? Yeah, you're not getting paid. I got sorry. paid in a really delicious cup of Chemex coffee. And mm. I, there you go. I feel very adequately compensated. So yeah, I'm not going to put my. Sh- uh, uh, well, I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to because sometime in the future I might. But right now, I'm not going to monetize my stream. Yeah, okay. So back to the question. Uh, Do I think running a business is a form of worship? I think think being the best you that God has created is the form of worship. And so I I look at humans built in three different ways. I I look at a a business in three different ways. There are many different ways to look at a business. But if you look, consider this. Um, At the beginning of a business, there are no processes. You're in a jungle. There are no roads. You have to create processes. You have to do things that no one has done before you. You have to take chances, take risks, and sometimes they pay off and sometimes they don't. And so when you do these things enough times, some roads appear, some dirt roads appear. And so the people that were good in a jungle are not oftentimes good on those dirt roads. They're not good with processes. So oftentimes we have to get rid of those people that were good in the jungle and get new people that are good on dirt roads. Well, dirt roads eventually turn to cement roads where we have processes and we don't want people getting outside the lines of our roads and our processes. And oftentimes those people that helped us get through the dirt roads aren't good on pavement, so we have to usually get rid of them. And so I find that all three of these phases of a business also are ways that you can define humans. Some people are really good in established businesses. Some people are really good in businesses that are establishing. And some people are really good at planning and establishing those businesses. Wherever you're at, working for an established business, working for a business that's almost established, working to create an unestablished business, there are places and ways that you can um, do that as worship unto God. And that's just by one being diligent, being faithful, being the best you that you can be, being a lifetime learner, um, having integrity, and, and then just leaving the place better than you found it. Wherever it is, find wherever you found it, find a way to leave it better, leave it with more value. To me, that's the greatest form of worship. And then also it could be business as a ministry as well. And this is kind of where I've struggled because um, I, I want to help people. And there's – and and one of the things, like I made T-shirts was my main business. And so tragedies happen. People want memorial shirts. You know, that's one of the things people go to. And so I would have people come in and, you know, their best friend died of cancer. He just wants one T-shirt. Mm. And mm-hmm. all my models and in, in tracking of orders show that I am losing at least $50 yeah. making this T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, because my business isn't set, up, my business isn't set up for that kind of um, printing style, really. Um, like a one-off type thing. Yeah, we're not set up for that. Our company has grown to the point where um, doing one-offs, we'd have to do so many of those to make it worth it. And so, uh, but I still find myself doing that. 
And then now I, you know, you get to the point where you, I can't turn anybody away because now I'm picking and choosing whose, whose, uh, tragedy is worth helping out and yeah. who's <laughs> not. And, and then, so, I mean, I've, I've done models and I work with my company. We were working twice as many favor orders that were making us no money and actually losing us a lot of money over the half the amount that made, that was most of our sales for the year. And so it's just been a struggle. Like for me, like how do how can you run your business as a ministry yet still help people? So I think that Andrew, you probably could have some insight on this too with what you do, but here, here's my perspective. I own two businesses, <clears throat> Harper's Hut Shaved Ice and Nozak Consulting. One is an agency to businesses. One is a place where my mission is to get people and families out there to hang out with one another and stay connected to one another. So what I've done is I have a policy there. If a kid drops a snow cone, they get a free one. Just give it right to them. Don't ask. If they want something that they um, thought that they paid for and they didn't pay for it, give it to them. It doesn't matter. If And, and here's the other thing that people don't know. If, if their credit card declines, don't say anything about it. Just give them it. And so that's because my mission has been built into that being a place for me to give to other people. That's been my way to stay profitable and also at the same time be able to give to people. And so that's why we've done a lot of events, a lot of free sh- snow cones, um, t- giving $10,000, $15,000 back to organizations each year. My agency is a little bit different, and it's at a different place in its timeline. I can't give free websites away. I can give good deals to people that or deals that I normally wouldn't. Um, if I can align with what they're trying to do. At the same time, we're super busy. We have well-paying clients that need their things done so we can add new additional well-paying clients. So I think in in this business, I have uh, my hands are more tied on how I can give. There are things I can give, but I am talk to these uh, MSPs um, daily. And so there's there's also a timeline of clients. So you're going to grow your business off of oftentimes off of clients that you give a lot to. And then eventually businesses want to go from 3 million a year to 5 million a year. Well, then they have to flip that switch and say, "Look, we can no longer give these things. We now have to charge for those things." You may have to flip your clientele. So there's it depends like where you're at with the business, how you can be giving. I think you can be giving without giving away without Without giving away free, you can be giving by giving your very best, by giving a product that you know has all the T's crossed, all the I's dotted, and that you have given a complete project to somebody for the money they're paying. To me, I would be more inclined to to negotiate with that person and say, look, I cannot give this to you, but what I can is I can give you my best work. And, and so that's been more of my gift. I can relate in regard to your shirt design with my snow cone stand. Somebody comes up and runs a $9 order on a credit card that just declines. That's kind of painful. That's a big order. That's like, you know, maybe two mediums or two or three larges. But still, I have my employees that they know if it declines, it's on us. I'll pay for it. So, Andrew, when we go get snow cones, <laughs> how would you relate that to being a house salesman? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's right. able to give some shirts away. I mean, you can't give a home away. Right. No, but what I can do, and what I do uh, is I offer discounts to veterans. I cut my commission. Exactly. So, I take less money for veterans. Um, 
so that they can afford the house or that they can get into the house. Uh, and I do that on the selling side and the buying side. And, uh, yeah, obviously I can't give a home away. I would love to. And I can't give my money or all my money away because I have fees that I have to pay also to my you broker. Have a wife. Right. And then I have a family that I also have to support. And a daughter. So. It's just, it's right. I mean, you can discount yourself. I wouldn't discount yourself too much. But at the end of the day, give them your best. That's really the best. Well, you can and there's do also them. the the if people want your going out, your time is probably what you give the most of. Mm, right, you know, I give lots of time. Going outside of your mm. normal hours, your family time to help time somebody. Time is so valuable. Time is, My industry, it is very. A hundred to three hundred dollars an hour. So people don't realize that is that I regularly get paid one hundred to three hundred, depending upon what I'm getting. So when you invest your time, you know what I mean. That's a huge investment. Right. I think he's still trying to get paid on this podcast, so we better cut this short. <laughs> I saw those Hershey bars. Three, shut up. So far, we're at 50 bucks. I laughed earlier because Andrew's tapping my stomach because, <laughs> by the way, I just went to the doctor, and he's like, uh, there's no easy way to say this, but you're, t- you're obese. Like, you're fat. You're obese. Mother trucker. Yeah. I mean, so, William, technically you're obese. Te- technically, I'm obese. Everybody's obese. Yeah, but do you weigh one fifty? If you're twenty pounds yeah. over, you're obese. Yeah, I'm obese. You know, so it's, sure. it's it's all obese. muscle, though. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, but you're still yeah, yeah, sure. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, speaking of this that, this belly is muscle. Speaking of that, when I was in the military, there were a lot of guys. I mean, the guys with the bigger necks never had problems, um, but there were a lot of guys who were like, you know, three percent body fat, but they're obese uh, because of the muscle. So, the, yeah, yeah, it's it's a combination of your height, which I'm really short, so I have a, right it's your height, I your have weight, a negative. And then you have to pass tape. All right, William. So uh, let's go ahead and start wrapping this up. Yeah, all right, so we cannot afford you. <laughs> right, we are, we clearly we're already at fifty dollars. <laughs> we clearly cannot afford this. So uh, so go ahead, give us your information. How can people find you if they have questions? Well, you can contact these clowns, and they can find me, but the easy way would be to just go nozakconsulting.com, William at nozakconsulting.com. You could uh, contact um, Andrew. You could contact uh, Dusty. You could contact me directly. I don't, I'm don't. i pretty easy to find. Spell your last name. Yeah, or spell that. Spell Nozak. N-O-Z-A-K. Okay. So N-O-Z-A-K consulting.com. All right, guys. Check him out. He's, I mean, he's done a lot of work around here for me included. So it's he does a really good job. Uh, but also, he's just a really good guy. So you know, go like his podcast. Go give him some listens. Digital Marketing Lab. Digital Marketing Lab. We'll catch you later. Take it easy.